Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Paradox's Connor Klein. How you doing this evening? Hello, hello, hello. I'm very good this afternoon. How are you, Chris? I'm good. So as I mentioned, a bit delicate from drinking last night, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, so how, how have you been since our last interview? Since our last interview, um, it's, um, I'm, I've been very good. Yeah. Obviously, like ups and downs in it, but yeah, obviously very good. Wrestling's been very good to me lately, um, especially since our last interview. Yeah, and so- um, yeah, but life in general has been. It's, it's been up and down, but you you take the good with the bad, don't you? So yeah, uh, that's that's all that. Uh, obviously, I'm very open on social media about my life. Yeah, not like the personal ins and outs, but you know how my emotions feel because I feel like it's important that we talk about our emotions. But um, yeah, we'll we'll get more into that. Yes, yeah. So I'll, well, well, last time you were on, there was four of you on at the same time, so it might it might be useful if we. Do a bit of a recap of your yes, how you're yes, into wrestling yes. stuff. So, um, how long have you been a wrestling fan? So. How long have been a wrestling fan? Uh, since as early as I can remember, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just get. Uh, I, I just like since I remember when WWF was on like Channel Four, Channel Five, on like the old man's telly. Yeah. And I mean that's when I got captivated by it. My cousin Daniel, he he got he had like. Well, the wrestling figures as well growing up. So he used to play with his wrestling figures. He used to have like the wrestling VHSs and he had like Sky Sports and stuff like that. He used to go around and watch it. I think that's what got me into it. And then my nan bought me a WCW ring. Yeah. Like a toy WCW ring. It used to make noises. It was brilliant. <laughs> and um, my, nan, my nan says to me every time um, wrestling's brought up, she goes, I regret buying you that ring because every time <laughs> I watch you wrestle, I, I dread to see you get hurt. Yeah. But, um, no, she's really supportive, and yeah, she she got me that ring, and I remember I got a big Kevin Nash. So I wasn't even a WCW fan. No. It was just I mean, Andy got me a WCW ring. I didn't know you could watch WCW. Like I didn't. I knew there was WCW and WWF, but yeah, yeah, I got this WCW ring, and I had a load of WWF wrestlers. It was a very much of a mix match. I could have booked my own Fantasy Invasion, like, but yeah. just didn't. <laughs> yeah, our eyes. It's got a mismatch. It's got. So there's, a, there's a shop near us that sells Jack's figures for free for yeah. fiber. So he's just got hundreds of of them now. <laughs> so we've got a, mix, a <laughs> mixture of old Jack's figures and new Mattel figures. And it's, it's got far too many. So I actually met your nan uh, on your you debut. You met my nan? In your debut show at Wrestle Island, she was standing next to us in the queue. And she was like, oh, I'm here to see oh. his grandson, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, she's in that um, picture where my crying ass is sat on her Yeah. <laughs> the VWP tag belt. Yeah. Um, she's, 
She, oh no, she's great. She's um, she's like a mother to me. Like I used to love her, and she's brilliant, absolutely brilliant human being. Yeah, she was a carer. She's retired now. Yeah, and I've got all the time and all the love in the world for her. I think she's generally the most loveliest person. I know everyone says that about their own, but honestly, my last one to like back and beyond for me. Wow. Like. Honest, honest to God, I, I don't think, and I know it's got to get a bit personally, but I don't think I'd be here without my nan. Yeah. Oh. And I know that's very a very dark, taboo subject, but I think it, uh, with this podcast, if we like delve a little bit into that kind of thing, and so we can maybe help other people, yeah, like other wrestlers, other fans, people in general, let's all help each other out. But um, like, I'm quite willing to go into that, but um. Obviously, I'm going to keep stuff very hush-hush. Yeah. Um, because of, I don't want things, not getting out kind of thing, but I don't want my personal life being everybody's business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So, we'll get on to mental health stuff and just have a couple more, yes. a couple more questions on this. So, what, what um, prompts you to do on the tights and get in the ring then? So. Um, I, I've always, I remember... I've always wanted to be a wrestler as a kid, and then I just, like, and without doing any research, just, like, when I was, like, a 10 or 11, just kind of just went, oh, this, I'm not going to be able to do it as much as I love to do it. Like, I'm not going to be able to do it, because I wasn't looking into research or anything, like, Googling yeah. schools, because you, you don't think like that when you're, like, 10 years old. No. Um, oh, I was picked on as a kid in school. Yeah. I wasn't very good at footy, so my dad took me to boxing and, like, kickboxing, and that's... I started like I was like I'm always been like quite a sporty person. Like I love footy, I love playing footy, but I'm shy. Yeah, same as footy. <laughs> but um, they used to call me so the, the, the with the boxing all that used to like, keep me fit. Yeah. And I used to, so I think I stopped doing that when I started working full time. And I bought an Xbox One um, when I was nineteen for Christmas and Christmas money. And I watched NXT take over Wembley. And I was just mesmerised by it. I loved wrestling, but that really opened my eyes to, okay, wrestling's much bigger than what it is kind of thing. There's much more variety out there, even though it's still WWE. It's, yeah. It wasn't WWE in, the, in that sense. It wasn't like, yeah, these like guys were like, wow, these, these are like, I don't know that these guys are the boss. And then I started watching NXT more, and like, obviously they've all moved on. Like, you've got Finn Balor, he's one of the biggest stars in the company now, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. Like I remember watching Samoa Joe back in TNA. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got him thrown, and then I just remember I messaged uh, uh, a wrestling fan, and he's got a little bit of a job. His name is Graham Fisher. I've known him since I was a child. Yeah. He used to work with my mum in um, a youth club. And um, that's how I know him. Since I was like a little child, I was like seven years old. And he used to talk to me about wrestling all the time. And I think I was like, oh, he's like, talk about wrestling. And when I was like, Obviously, I was 19 when I got this Xbox, and I just messaged them and didn't know any training schools nearby. It was before Fighting Spirit opened. I didn't know about RWA, I didn't know about Infinite, I didn't know PCW. I didn't I didn't know these things. I just no. thought there was, like, you can show wrestling, and then there was, like, WWE, TNA, and all this. And I thought that was that. But, like, then Graham Fisher said, oh, no, I'll start at a school in Bromber. Uh, not Bramber, Babington. Yeah. I think it was the, the head trainer's Dean Ormark. So I messaged the, the training school and Dean got in touch and he was like, oh no, I had me on my Facebook, so I added him. Spoke to him, went down, 
and I've, I've never looked back since. Like, honest to God, it's been the best thing I've ever done in my life, like, hands down. Yeah, so was there a wrestler you wanted to, like, mould your style around when you started training? Uh, when I started training, I loved CM Punk because I was a big mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I loved CM Punk. Like, as a kid, I loved The Rock and yeah. John Cena, like all the kids do. Uh, even when The Rock was a bad guy, I loved The Rock. Um, but CM Punk was just cool, wasn't he? Especially when he jumped that pipe bomb. Yeah. He was cool. And um, But yeah, no, as soon as I started wrestling, I was, I was only like watching WWE still like very early when I was training. So I was like, okay, I'll try and do like Finn Balor stuff. Kind of, <laughs> you don't know yeah. any better than me. No. Just like, oh, I'll just, I just steal this, I'll steal this, I'll steal this. But no, like, uh, so yeah, like CM Punk, Finn Balor, People like that, and like if I see something on like if I saw something on like Raw, I'd be like, oh, I'll try that and train and kind of thing. But now, obviously, I've broadened my horizons kind of thing with wrestling. I watch all sorts of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hate wrestling, I love wrestling as a whole. Obviously, there's wrestling I won't watch because it's not my thing, but I don't hate it, it's no. just not my cup of tea. But there's wrestling which I love, and I'll watch, and I think it's great, it's great. But yeah, but like back then, it was like CM Punk, Finn Balor, um. I think I did the kill switch a little bit. Yeah. I thought <laughs> like Christian was quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they were like the the three I watched growing up. Like obviously I knew John Cena's John Cena, but I can't do all John Cena's moves, can I? Because he's still doing all John Cena's moves. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was like just them three. They, like, they were like, oh, these are cool. These are cool wrestlers. They like, they might not be the biggest names at the moment or anymore, but they, like to me they're still cool. I still go back and watch the matches, kind of thing. So take us back to your first match and what do you remember about it in hindsight? Did, did you enjoy it? So, what was your opinion? Um, I, 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 I re-watched it the other day, to be honest. Um, I think it was in real town hall for All-Star. Yeah. And um, I just remember getting um, Brian Dixon's like, have you got your gear with you? And I was like, yeah, sound. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got my gear. So I walked to the car, opened my boot, Find out I've only got my boots and my knee pads. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to Brian. Went Brian, I've only got my new boots and my knee pads because I had a, I just bought a new car, and I still had my old car. It was still it was still on the process of being sold, so I still had my wrestling here. And I was like, can't drive all the way back from real to the world to drive all the way back. So I'm, I'm gonna miss the show. And uh, it was luckily that Tony Spitfire had spare trunks for me. Yeah. So I put on the chunks, wore his chunks. Uh, I think they were a bit too big because <laughs> they were like riding up me a little bit. Kind of yeah. thing. Um, but no, I remember I remember being really nervous. And as I remember but being backstage with like Dean Normark and Harlem Bravado, uh, like lads like that, and just how relaxed they are and how focused. They're not like the focus, but they're so relaxed too. And just being around the atmosphere and just sinking it in, like, okay. The, like, obviously, Dean Ormark's Dean Ormark, but he's, the, he's probably the most... He's Britain's best wrestler right now on the scene. Like, yes, obviously, yeah. not the world's best wrestler. But Dean's, like, one of the... He's a British wrestling legend. Like, honestly, he is. And I think with that... Um, what happened that Sheldon grabs you when they give him the standard ovation in the ring. He, he deserves that. He deserves the world. He does, honest to God. He's, he, he's like a father figure to me. And I know he's probably going to cringe out if he hears that. But he, he <laughs> honestly, he's the best. 
like just watching him train him but like getting back onto the topic like what's seeing him backstage and like how calm he is before he goes on how relaxed and like it was just being a right around the right people that helped me like settle down but okay I'm nervous but I can it, the nerves are understandable and it's nothing it, I'm not going to let the, get it in the way um, I think we went out this just did a very bog standard match we did what we could we, we knew we could do we weren't going to go out and do shooting star presses because I can't do shooting star presses you've seen me wrestle I don't leave the floor very no. often but um, I did what I needed to do and the crowd seemed into it I, I seem to think so <laughs> I've still got the footage yeah um, uh, Brian Dixon loved it he, he, he's given me bookings since um, he certainly gave me more bookings for that summer run and I, I enjoyed my time I loved it um, obviously looking back I'm a bit oh I'm a bit cringe no, no, but everyone's going to be like that aren't they he's very green I'm still green now like but I'll, yeah but you know what I mean like yeah. like I said I was doing the kill switch did the kill switch in that match and I was like um, um, so still finding my feet kind of thing but with that debut it, it helped it, I think that helped me because um Another memory of that, um, I think I told Chris Ridgeway that I just debuted and he'd been down to all-star training. Oh, and I think I gave him a lift back and I did like some drills with him, like Dean paired us up. And um, I think I told him and he, he turned around to me and went, now that you've debuted, um, do you want to travel with me to shows? Bring your gear because you might get on. And I was like, oh, I jumped at the chance. I was, like, oh, I was like, yeah, definitely. And I think that, so my, like my debut helped me like I think if it didn't debut in the way it did I don't think I'd be where I am now obviously I've still got a lot of work to do yeah but yeah I, I look back at my de- debut quite fondly <laughs> so so you're about as, as you know well as the listeners know you are a member of Paradox so tell us about how the team got together yes so. um, I think me and RJ were struggling getting singles bookings Um. I was very out of shape. Like, I'm not as... Like, I, I've gotten in better shape, but back then I was in terrible shape, and I'm, I, I can admit I was quite embarrassed. Um, we were both struggling with bookings. We, it was... I don't know, we were getting a bit tired, a bit fed up, even though we, we shouldn't have been, because it was still only very early days. But um, when we had Harlem Bravado over in the UK he used to take train with us on a Wednesday Dean would do the Monday and Harlem would do the Wednesdays yeah um, we'd do um, his because he, he trained at the Nella Dojo didn't he in Japan so we'd do all like that drills kind of stuff like learn how to roll like how they want us to roll and stuff um, going through like their spots kind of thing and like at the end of it he'd be like right we're doing like a little mini show kind of fix we're building towards like a big show in front of like friends and family yeah and um I don't know, I just turned around to RJ and said, do you want to make a tag team? Like, there's not many, like, no one at the same school had a tag team kind of thing. It was like, do you want to make a tag team? Like, we'll stand out. And I think we both got on board with it and we're like, yeah, okay. And then, Wrestle Island happened um, with me and RJ and I Lloyd was in the match. Yeah. And we all got done in by Merseyside Mercenary Squad at the end of the match, didn't we? Yes. Um, and then right, it just it just felt like a natural fit. It was like I just turned around to Peter and went, yeah, right, he's with us now. And he was all game for it. I think he was quite he was very open to the trios 
um, division kind of thing. It's really rise with us now, kind of thing. Right, right, and paradox. And right was the very um, open towards it. He was very game for it. So <laughs> sorry, um, but no. And then Andy start like he started cheering with us. Uh, all star every now and again. You just realise how good Andy is. Like, like he's just got so much potential and raw talent. Like he's always unbelievable. He's still on the youngest, still like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. And you just look at him. He he looks like a, like a superstar, doesn't he? Like he's he's still very young though. But and he's got that much potential. He, he, he his potential knows no bounds. He's going to be something in one day. He's going to be brilliant. And like he's brilliant now, but he's going to be amazing. Um. And same again. Um. There's a. He went out, him and Ryan got close, like as friends, and they went on a night out, and there's a picture up, and Andy's doing the paradox symbol yeah. <laughs> of RJ, yeah. and it said Andy Knox and Paradox, and I just thought to myself, what about Andy Knox and Paradox? Yeah. Like, we'll have a full, a full team, like a full man team kind of thing, and it just, I, I think it's helped all four of us, in a way. It's helped all four of us. Like it's given Ry Lloyd something new, something fresh, something he can get his teeth like, like stuck into, and he, he loves it. Um, it gave me and RJ the start that we needed, that push, and it. We've we've found out who Andy Knox is now. Andy Knox is now like we we can see how talented he is because of Paradox, and it's opened doors for him because he he was he like when you go to a basic show. They were on such a good show, but when Andy Knox comes out, he just takes it up another level. Wow! Yeah, like he's brilliant. Like if you if you get the chance to watch him, just he's he's gonna be he's gonna go places. Yeah, I, I know it's not for me to say that, but I I generally think he is because he, he just looks he looks the part. He's the part, and he's a great wrestler too. Cool. And I've I've noticed in the last like maybe six eight months, you move, you're kind of moving into more of a hardcore wrestling. Is that, is that um, by design, or is it just how you're being booked at the road? RJ loves that that style of wrestling. He loves death matches. He loves you know, he loves hardcore. Yeah, um, he's a bit of a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he's always wanted to do that. And I was made up for him that he did the death match last night on Scott. I was so made up for him, so happy. Obviously, I was worried for him. He's my best mate. Yeah. But at the same time, I was made up for him. Because I know it's something he's been chasing for a while, and I hope he gets more of that. And I hope he can make a career out of that, because I know that's what he wants. Yeah. Um, I think the more hardcore stuff, I think, especially with the Dogs of War, I think the stipulation just suited the feud right down to a T, especially with all the shenanigans that have been going on throughout the summer building to that match. Mm-hmm. I thought that it just, it, that's what it needed. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I, lo- I, I enjoyed that uh, street fight, like working with Dave and Pitbull, two br- brilliant lads. I can't say enough about them. Brilliant lads. Especially like, they've come in and like, the game for taking everything. Like yeah. they look, they want to try it. Like everything they want, and they can keep up with like with RJ and Andy and Rai, who are the faster. Like I'm, I'm the slowest. I'm making but like them three, like they, they're like hundred miles an hour. Like seeing them two keep up with them and like adapting their styles to adapt to us, and us adapting our styles to adapt to them. Like it just gelled quite nicely. And 
I think with that street fight, everyone just came together quite nicely. And then you, met, you, but, um, you recently made your debut for Rise as well, so that's... Is that all hardcore yeah, wrestling? Yeah, that's, that, that's also like a, like a deathmatch style of wrestling, isn't it? But I think they do... They put, like, normal matches on, and it's a great atmosphere there. I want to work there more. Um, I just need to sort, sort of character out, because... Um, I got Wrestle Island and TNT and Britannia, the crowd have gotten to know us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like and that's how they've gotten behind us at like Wrestle Island and TNT, whereas at Britannia they hate us. Like <laughs> just because we act we act like nobbits, and yeah. rightly so. But um So at Britannia no, are the dogs of wars the faces and you're the heels, but then at Ireland you're the faces and so, you're the heels. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like a very football football style atmosphere. Yeah. Which I reckon is brilliant. I reckon, like, if if more wrestlers like that, I'd love it even more. Because um, I love that. It's like I've got a season ticket with Everton, and yeah, I know they're playing shit at the moment, so you don't have to remind me. But um, like, I love that atmosphere of like the away crowd, like their backs against the walls. They're going to be louder than the home crowd. Gonna, there's going to be banter back and forth there's going to be effing and jeffing and I love that atmosphere kind of thing because it makes it more intense and it makes you up for it more like I remember we wrestled the Rileys at Britannia like yeah. we were the heels they were the faces but the Wrestle Island crowd were there it's like the away support <laughs> and they just oh, they were brilliant they were non-stop all night cheering and chanting absolutely brilliant it's just the fact that Peter puts a bus on for the like so, they travel down each Britannia show. It's brilliant. Like how like, I can't thank them enough for that. Like honest to God, like I'd love to travel on the bus with them. Like yeah, I can't I, thank I them enough for like all that support. I'd love to get do the Island away day. <clears throat> oh yeah, I know Peter has plans for more Island ways. He's it's just all in talks at the moment. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. We the, um, we've got he's got some cool stuff coming up. This is the infamous Cameron Solis, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Right, so you requested this interview to talk about your experiences with mental health. Why did you do that? Um, I think, especially last year, I think mental health was more talked about, and it's seen more publicly now, and it's not shunned as much as it was. It's not... It's not hidden anymore. It's it's very out there, and people are starting to understand that you know what people struggle with the mental health, and it's not it's nothing to be ashamed of. There's not there's there shouldn't be a stigma there, and it's it's starting to lose that stigma. And hopefully, it does lose the stigma completely. I say, yeah, and, uh, so mental health in wrestling is a hot topic at the moment. So, is there still a stigma amongst the locker room? Or was it getting no, back? no, I, no, no, and. I've never been in a locker room that's been like that, no. Um, if I was in a locker room like that, I wouldn't want to be in a locker room like that. Um, I'd, I would, I'd refuse to be in a locker room like that, but honestly, God, like, all the people that I've spoken to within wrestling about have been like, so understanding and so supportive. And it's because we're, we're all in it together. We're, like, at the end of the day, I see it as like, we're putting a show on together. We're putting this performance all together, we're working together. Why not support each other kind of thing? Um, I've got 
no time for like negativity anymore. That was like my 2020 New Year's resolution. Yeah. No. No negativity. Try and stay away from the negativity as much as I can. It's only January, but I'm very upbeat at the moment because I, I haven't been staying away from negative, negativity. But obviously, if people come with me with negative problems, I'm going to try and help them and help them deal with it and help help them cope with it. But obviously, like try and stay away from negativity. If like such and such is bitching, and I just be like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested. I don't care. I'll just, I'll just leave the situation kind of thing. You've got to kind of, with sorting your own mental health out, you've got to be the selfish and you've got to put yourself first sometimes. Whereas you've got, you've got to walk away from the negativity and you'd be like, oh, you know, so, like someone's just being a pain in the ass for being the sake of being a pain in the ass. Like, yeah. just being a pain in the ass and then there's someone crying out for help. And I'll always have time for um, someone crying out for help. Always, always, always. Um, because no one should be crying out for help. No one should be in that situation. No one should be put in that situation because it's not fair on them. It's not fair on anyone. Um, but at the same time, if there's like negativity going on in the locker room, like you, you, you see in the newspaper, like, oh, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. You just go, no, I'm just going to read the newspaper today. Right. Go, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to focus on it. Um, I'm going to focus on doing good kind of thing. I'm going to, like... I've got me wrestling, I've got the gym, and you've got to just keep yourself ticking over. And I think that's what, what helps a lot. And I know, like, what was the question again? <laughs> 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 why did you want to do this? Yeah, I want to, I wanna, like, help support people. Yeah. I want to, not myself, and I don't want to be like this messiah of mental health, because I'm not. I'm just an, an everyday person like everybody else and but together we can we can help fight it mental health's not going to go away depression doesn't go away no anxiety doesn't go away mental health issues just don't go away and but to, we but together we can help combat and help support each other so we can deal with it we can cope from it we can learn from it we can live an easy not a better life no it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to live a better life it doesn't but it makes life easier it doesn't make life as hard as what it already is because life is hard. Yeah, I, I, it's it, it's incredibly hard, and we don't need to be making it harder on other people. Yeah. So last night was my first time being in the backstage of a, rest, of a wrestling show, and I, I loved how positive whenever anybody comes in, it's always hugs and handshakes yeah. and up to everyone. That's, that's, uh, I loved how positive it was. So, so. Oh no! Yeah, I think with wrestling, I think we we do attract. A lot of weirdos. Let's be honest, I'm weird. We're all weird. Um, and when we're all together and we're all positive, you do, you forget about life's troubles for a little while. And I think if we can help each other stay positive, and you know what, if like such and such has been through this and someone's going through it now, I can, so that person could be like, yeah, this is what I did to help combat that. This is what I did to do this. Or like say, such and such is down, big another person be like, you can message me at any time you want, you can ring me anytime you want. I just think like I said, if we're all nice to each other and we're all supportive to each other, the light world becomes a, a nicer place. It really does. Um and I know in the I'm not here saying I'm like this mental health expert. I'm not I'm just someone who's like struggling myself and I'm willing to 
say my like tell people my coping mechanisms like how I've done like my coping mechanisms might not work for for you per se yeah but they work for me but at the end of the day we've all got to try it's all very trial and error mental health like trying to combat it it's trial and error that's all it is like I've it's taken me quite a long time to finally get into like this state of mind where I can be like you know what life's shit but I'm coping, I'm doing all right, I'm quite happy, with, I'm quite content with myself. But it's very challenging. What, what I'm saying, like, what I'm doing now to help might not work in six months' time, it might not work in six years' time, it might not work in six days' time, but it's very challenging, and you've just got to keep on top of it, and it's hard, I know it's very hard. Like, what I do, I keep myself busy. Yeah. But, I don't know, some people will find that very difficult, and it is knackering. But it's better than being in that dark place. It's so much better than being in that dark place. I was going, I come home and I'm knackered. <laughs> By just trying to keep myself taken over. Because if I stop and start thinking, that's when I start thinking silly things. And yeah. But honestly, God, like if we can all talk, like we've, there's a, like a wrestlers group in there. Um, okay. You added me to it and it's yeah. got, it's full of brilliant people. Yeah, really. And they're all like, they're all checking in on each other regularly, and they're all doing statuses like. And if someone's struggling, they all jump on board and to help them. It's, it's a brilliant atmosphere. And it, it does. It makes me feel really good. Yeah, every, every, every Monday, as I Quinn puts out, uh, how how's your week been? And yeah, have positive forces. Yeah, like as I, as I brilliant, absolutely brilliant wrestler, brilliant human being. Like you can just tell he's so so. He's he might struggle himself, but. Sorry, I don't know what's coming over me with this cough. It's just starting now. Um, but he's brilliant on how you can see how caring he is and how affectionate he is by like checking in on people. And that's all we need to do. We just need to check in on each other. And if something's down, if something's up, we can sort it. And I love that group because it's got that ethos of let's help each other, let's be honest with each other, let's talk. And I think that's the only way we're going to combat this. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know how personal you want to get, so for some Paradox fans, it may be the first time they're hearing about this, so how long, yeah, have, you yeah. been, how, how long have you been dealing with these issues? Um, um, <coughs> a good few years, um, especially, especially when my mum became ill. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I struggle quite a lot, and I, I don't want to talk too much about my mum if that's all right. But that's fine. Um, around that time, I, I was still trying to figure out who I was, kind of thing. Like, what what's my purpose? Who am I? And then that happened, and then it just wrote me for six. Um, and you do you? I got injured. I got so I got injured. I became a. I, kept, I did. I become a horrible person. Um, I wasn't going to the gym, so I was just sat around getting fat, <laughs> being bitter and nasty. Um, and I wasn't doing anything to help myself. Um, there's there's like other underlying issues, but that's not for this podcast kind of thing. I'm just gonna nothing like horrible or evil or anything like that. There's just some like things in my personal life that I'm currently dealing with, but like, I'm sound. At the moment, like, I'm completely sound. But at that time, I was just, I was very, very bitter. Um, you, you do, I started getting 
silly thought into my head where I, I'll always remember I dropped RJ off once and I wasn't myself and he, he could tell so it wasn't myself and he was asking me if I was okay and I was like yeah yeah I found the van he's going to show you I was like yeah yeah I just dropped him off at home and it's my own fault and I've got only myself to blame for this I just remember driving and thinking what if I just did that lamppost what if I just fucking go through head on into traffic what if I just go off like this bridge here and that's that was my first scare with it and I thought you know what I can't be thinking this I need to get help being in your early 20s is it difficult to talk to your friends and maybe even your family members who may not understand what it's like living with this condition I think when I first started getting them thoughts yes it was difficult because in my head I thought they'd all be ashamed and annoyed Mm -hmm. when quite clearly they're not Um, and it is because you 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 also in self denial as well. That's the hardest bit. You're in self denial. It's like you just like, you're confused and you're scared, and you're in self the self denial is like the dangerous bit about it. Because you're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm quickly, you know, fine. Swings keep escalating. It's this bad. Yeah. And um, it it does, and you've got to. What I've found, I've really, I'm a big believer in you've got to help yourself in order for things to get better. You can't rely on other people. Yeah, other people can help you along the way, but you're the one that's got to keep things moving, keep ticking. You're the one that's got to to put the hard work in. Um, it, I've, I've been in that situation a few times. Like, as, as of recently, I made Facebook status, I went very public about it, that um, back in September, I lost my job. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm requesting a video. Ah, sorry. Um, no, uh, I, yeah, I lost my job through incompetency of myself. I wasn't up to the job. Um, no one to blame there. No fault whatsoever. I don't blame the company. I don't blame the management. I don't blame anyone else other than me and my incompetence. And that's okay. It doesn't matter if I failed at something. But at the time, I, I just had a big car bill on my car. Um, I've lost a couple of jobs in the past as well. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was through me not keeping on top of my mental health because I was becoming unreliable. And I remember just thinking to myself, you know what, I'm got one more mistake and there's no more mistakes. And just, I remember... Uh, this was like the only and last time that I, I made an attempt on my life. Oh, wow. And I, I remember I was I was terrified. I remember once it happened, I was terrified. I was sobbing. I was crying my eyes out, and I thought that was it. I thought I'm I'm going, I'm going to die. I remember crying. I was sobbing. I, I I remember just driving straight to my auntie's house, and she knew what happened straight away just by the look on my face. Um rang the ambulance and I remember getting taken to our park. Yeah. And I'll always remember, like, this is what I mean, with my nan straight there. Every time this has happened, my nan's been straight there, always by my side. She's brilliant. Um, she, like, I can't thank her enough and I, I, I owe her the world. I really do. And, I, I, and with 
what what happened that day, I've made a promise to her that I'm never going to let myself get into that position again. No. Um, but not for me, but for her, and for my family, and for my friends and my loved ones. I, I like suicide just doesn't affect whoever's committed suicide or whoever's attempted to. It affects everybody involved with them. And it's got such a knockoff effect, and it's brutal. Like I've, I'm so lucky. I've never had a close friend commit suicide. I've never had a close friend. I know. My heart goes out to people that have had close friends or family members. My heart goes out to them. My heart bleeds for them. Um, for me to put my family through that, I'm incredibly annoyed at myself. I'm incredibly angry at myself. But I can only help myself get better I can only, it's only me at the end of the day it's only me who can go to the doctor's appointments it's only me that can go to counselling it's only me that can keep taking these prescription meds because no one else can do it in order for me to get better it's only me it's all down to me and that's what when you start realising that things do get easier but you've got to put the work in yeah um, really you've got to really put the work in and now I'm very happy, and I spoke to my nan the other day. I see my nan near enough every day. I practically clean my. I go up around to hers, and I eat all the food, and I go up. <laughs> um, but I remember she turned around to me and said, "You, you look, you, you're dealing things with a lot better." Um, but we, I've had some shit like recently, and I've dealt with it as like as you should deal with it, like sensibly and rationally, rather than what it did back in September. And that moment in rest at Wrestle Island when me and RJ just won the tag belts. Oh, one of the best um, moments in Wrestle Island history, probably. Yeah, I, I just remember when that bell rang and just hearing everybody come up and, uh, I just, I, I lost it. I, 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 I generally sobbed in the ring. And not because we won the belts, uh, because if I would have carried on with us, it wouldn't have happened. No. If I, I wouldn't have been there to have that moment, um, I wouldn't have been there for RJ to have that moment. I wouldn't have been there to, for the boys. I wouldn't have been there for Peter. Like every, it was all a moment for everybody, kind of thing. And it, like that's why it got so. I'm, I'm getting a bit um, emotional now. Yeah. Think, just looking back on it and like just that Dave Faulkner messaged me. Um, sending me that picture where I'm sat with me and my auntie's near enough crying my eyes I've got my hands covered in my face and he said that picture's iconic and to me it's iconic I don't care what anyone else thinks like that that to me was just such a, like a perfect moment like I shouldn't be here if I was if I was to carry on what I was doing I shouldn't have been there but because I've Knocking down, I've come to like an acceptance of what I'm dealing with and what I'm doing, and I've got to combat it. And now I look back at that picture and be like, you know what, that, that moment was worth it. Like, I'm never ever going to get myself into that position where I feel that love again. And just seeing my hands on my auntie's face in that picture, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it for them. I'm going to do it for all my family. Like, I can't, I can't put them through that again. No. <clears throat> Are you alright there, Mr. Laughing? This guy goes quite emotionally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but 
But no, I think I generally think within wrestling, up and down the country, all all around the world, we need to support each other. Mm-hmm. We really do, and it only makes life it makes life better. It makes life easier. It doesn't make necessarily make the problem go away, but it helps people deal with the problem more, like help them deal with it better. Like honestly, I think talking to your friends and your family and being open is the best way to be. Honestly, but at the same time, only you can put that hard work in and that graft for it to get better. You can't rely on other people. Like other, it's it's hard to put into words. Like other people can't get you out of bed in the morning. Other people can't help you feel this way. It's only you. you you've got to put the the effort in. You've got to. Get, like, even if you set like a little routine to try and keep sort of your mind busy, your mind taking over and stuff like that. And I've learned a lot of like techniques. Yeah. Because I used to go to counselling. I can't remember what it was called. Cognitive behavioural therapy (CBT). I think it was called. And um, I wonder if, I learned, if anybody would get offered counselling that they take it as well. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been off. I've done counselling in the past, but they only give you like a. a a set amount of sessions don't do the NHS. Okay, six. Oh, um, I, I said that was about 20 years ago I went through it. So. Yeah, I, I remember doing that and I just remember picking up um, think like mechanisms of how to like, okay, well, if this was to happen and how would I deal with it and, you know, if I can feel myself getting wound up or feel myself getting anxious i know how i've got these methods to try and bring me back down to earth like i'm sure you know these methods mm-hmm. too um and honestly god they work a treat but at the same time you've got to do them you've got to be persistent with them you've got to be patient with them you've got to do it this is the leader of the rejected demon eye you are listening to broken but glorious <laughs> <laughs> let's go back on to wrestling let's talk wrestling let's talk wrestling let's be positive let's, let's hey, Ryan Manfield Demon Eye has asked me to do this number one <laughs> that's for you that's for you let's, let's talk about wrestling let's cheer on happy now let's send everyone home well let's let's make everybody happy yes. let's, everyone laughing and joking so I asked the Wrestle Island fan group on Facebook some questions. First up is Graham Fisher. Does he have a fancy coming out on the Coronation Street for you? Oh. Alright, Graham joke? Fisher. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I look like Gary Windass off Corrie. <laughs> uh-huh, very funny. No, I'm quite happy on Coronation Street. On to the next question. <laughs> Graham Williams... Uh... Two-part question: Is there anyone you would like to wrestle, and is there any teams you you would like Paradox to face? Anyone I'd like to wrestle, I would like to wrestle everybody and any anybody and everybody. Um, honestly, God, I would. I love wrestling. Um, as in dream matches, like singles, ones on ones. Like for like people I haven't wrestled, but I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle in like a singles environment. Yeah, I'd love to wrestle Grodd, like Henry Grodd, David Graves, David Starr, Ridgeway. I'd love to wrestle Dean. Yes, that'd be that, that's my dream match, Dean. Do you know, I've I've asked uh, my, my avid promoters you for seen, that. Have you seen uh, Dean's new? Give me Dean, give me Dean, Dean, give me Dean. Was it yesterday? Put on Facebook. It's a new finisher. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh no, he, like we'll watch him in training, and he'll come up with something new, and he'll stand there, and he'll think to be like, you eh, can see the cock sign is on, and he'll be like, okay, I've got it now, and he's got it. Whereas it probably take most people weeks and weeks and weeks to get mm-hmm. just to try and perfect that, and he's got it like that. Like he, he he's, I, I can't put into words how good he is. Like he's my, he's that dream match, and I'm calling you out, Dean Mark. <laughs> give us the match um, oh yeah I'd love to wrestle do you know I'd love to wrestle like Sam Bailey Joey Hayes or CJ Banks yeah. I'm just naming every, everyone give me everybody <laughs> uh, tag team wise I'd love to wrestle the Young Guns Merseyside Mercenary Squad again love to wrestle them oh that'd be a great match um, I still can't get Merseyside Mercenary Squad just doesn't roll off my tongue quite yet I need to get used to Saying it. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It is. I keep trying to say murder squad, but it's like no, it's murder squad. It's murder squad. But no, them two are great lads. Um, Dan Scott, they're brilliant lads, absolutely brilliant lads. Um, I, I, we we had a little interaction with them in the union at the start last year, and I'm I'm gutted that it never went further due to circumstances out of our control, kind of thing, out of Wrestle Island's control, out of the Man Union, out of our control, yeah. just. It's just life, and I'm gutted that ended. But I'd love to pick up where we left off, kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to think of other tag team. Tag team down in the barracks, A1. Yeah. Uh, really nice lads. I'd like to wrestle them too. Uh, give me every, every tag team, every single <laughs> um, Get the family back together. Get the family back together. We all have the family. Four and four family. Family and paradox. Get that back together. Um. Kings of the North, TNT, give us them. Anyone to give, give us, give me them all. I want them all. But no, I, honestly, I love wrestling at the moment. I absolutely love it, and I think with um, being within the Young Lions down at front line, it's that's really opened my horizons. Like there's so many lads down south who want to wrestle, who want to wrestle. Jay Joshua from Cardiff, brilliant wrestler, brilliant shoot style wrestler, absolutely brilliant. Jay um, Callum Newman, yeah, yeah, he, he's brilliant. He's he, he's come up here for sure. Them graps, he's oh my god, I can't put into words how good he is. And he, he's so young, he's like seventeen. Wow. Brilliant wrestler. You won't yeah. tell by looking at him. He's got, like, got a man's physique and he's doing flips. Like, <laughs> I was watching him like I'm jealous. I am jealous that I can't do that. Yeah. And yeah. you've got Nico Angelo, brilliant wrestler. Again, Scotty Davis in Ireland. Love to wrestle him. I'd love to wrestle the Modern Hype Boys again. Yes. I, like that match at TNT, I loved it. I, I just feel like we got given that opportunity with the hottest tag team in Ireland. Like them and Kings of the North, they're the hottest tag teams in Ireland, and we've had more than hype. And I'd, I want to work them again, and I want to work Kings of the North. I'd love, I'd love that. But I know it's a big ask right now because I know Paradox is still finding the feet and finding, like, still trying to perfect them, finer, the finer details, and we're still trying stuff out. We're still doing things. There's still a lot of hard work to do. We're nowhere near where we want to be. No, but we're. Put, there's still a lot of hard work in. Put that hard work in. Like we know, we're very, we're not fucking smashing down doors and breaking barriers kind of thing. We, we know we're a good team. Yeah. We know we're we're over with certain parts of the crowd. We like, but with there's still a lot of hard work to do. And I'll throw my hands up and be like, yeah, but there's a lot of hard work we've got to do. There's a lot of work that needs doing. 
for us to be competing with these tag teams like Merseyside, Mercenaries, got more than hype, Young Guns, Kings of the North. Like, there's still a lot of hard work we've got to do in order for us to be, like, not even mentioned in the same breath, but, you know, like, put, like, being considered as being up there with them. Like, obviously, we've got a fan base and yeah. stuff like that. And I know I'm my own harshest critic in this sense. Like, I've been told this. But there's still a lot of hard work. Like, them, them lot I've just mentioned, they are unbelievable. They're great wrestlers. Absolutely great wrestlers. So talented. And I know me and RJ are talented, but we've still got a lot of hard work to do to catch up. Uh, uh, Rick Dunn asks, who's, who's your favourite fan and why? Oh, yeah. there's a few. Me and me, Rick Dunn have got a few. Um, I can't remember his name. I think his name's Tom. And he goes to TNC shows. Yeah. And he'll, people will know if, know him if I say at one of the ignition shows he got very drunk and he was rocking back on his chair and as he fell forward he fell off his chair <laughs> and just like full of face bumped the floor it was brilliant um, yeah no Graham, Graham Fish is up there like I said he's like a family friend he's like my older brother kind of thing I know he pisses people off he pisses me off sometimes <laughs> but no I've got nothing but love for him um, I, I love I love Fans. I don't see them as fans. I see them as friends. Like the, I don't like labels of fans and wrestlers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we wrestle, but we can't. We wouldn't be wrestlers without these people. Yeah. Um, I will always take their feedback and always take their opinions, and I'll always be okay. Yes, I'll take that in. I'll, I'll if if they're all singing off the same hymn sheet, I'll be like, okay, sound. I'll do that. And if someone's like such and such, I'll, be, I'll always take it in. And I'll always try and learn from it, and so I can, I can show that look. I'm, I am taking your opinions in. I am taking your feedback and your criticism in, and I am trying to do something with it rather than just being oh, such and such doesn't like fucking wrestling. But it's like okay, such and such doesn't like my wrestling, but it might not be for them, but it might be for other people. And yeah. if I can put at least one match for that person to enjoy and for everyone to enjoy, because I want my wrestling for. But everyone to be to enjoy, but no, the fans are are important and they're great. And yeah, Humpty Dumpty at TNT. I know it's very harsh for me to call him because <laughs> I forgot his name. He's brilliant. He is absolutely brilliant. He's funny. He's really funny. He might annoy a lot of people, but he's funny. <laughs> uh, RJ Silver asks, uh, "Lights on or lights off?" Uh, lights on, lights off. I'm not getting into that story. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Williams, what's your favourite brand of tea bag? That's my favourite brand of tea bag. I don't drink uh, tea a lot. No. Um, I don't. I don't drink hot drinks quite a lot. But tea just tastes like tea to me. To be honest, unless it's like gr- green tea or like lemon tea. Like PG, I couldn't tell the difference. But if you were to make me a tea out of PG tips or Yorkshire tea, I wouldn't know. No. <laughs> as long as it tastes nice, I'll drink it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Lance Rivera said um, if you could ask him to sing the lyrics to Lights Out that would be amazing it's just the same story The Lights Out by Royal Blood yeah my eyes are still burning red <laughs> so turn them lights out yeah there we go that used to be my entrance music yeah <laughs> and then Lance came along and robbed it when I stopped using it <laughs> um Stephen Cooper says, "How's it feel to 
beat and lose the titles to the best tag team in the UK, the Dogs of War? I didn't know that we lost to ourselves. Only only children. <laughs> <laughs> they were on top of the world when we won them. Yeah. Um, but they're a brilliant tag team. They are. They're, they're, they're legit fighters, man. Legit. Like, day four in a UFC fighter, mate. Like, it's understandable that we lost to them. They're brilliant. Like, it's a, it's a learning experience and it's a brilliant experience to beat them and lose to them. We're, we're all more at peace on the big stages. Yeah. But no, I think, I, no, it's, I think it's like, I think, I think it's 3-2 three to three two to us, I think. Yeah, 3-2 to us, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Pitbull and Dave. <laughs> um, Graham Fisher, as I've mentioned a few times. Uh, um, do you want to take yourself and the Paradox to other promotions outside of North of England and Wales? Yes. Yes, yes. Um, of course. Like, these boys have become my brothers now. Yeah. And I want to share everything I get with them. I do. I, I, I love the idea of Paradox. I think with us, I think, especially at where we are now, like, since the family and, like, the rejected haven't been so active, like, they've all been doing so well at their own thing. Yeah. Um, and the Manky Union haven't been so like, active as a, like a faction kind of thing. I think we've kind of brought faction wrestling back in, and especially with what's going on with Britannia Wrestling, and we've made it cool again. Like that's my opinion. People yeah. disagree, they disagree. I don't really care. But um, honest to God, I'd I'd love to take Paradox ev- everywhere. I want to take Paradox everywhere. He also asked uh, if you if you ever do a T-shirt, can it not be twenty five pound? <laughs> can it not be, it's gonna be twenty. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, the, 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 we have got merch designs currently. It's just uh, find, finding the funds to get them yeah. made now. It's I'm, I'm waiting on a payday. Otherwise, may not payday. So they are coming. There, there is merch coming. It's just it'll be it's going to be sooner rather than later. And it, it, they are coming. We just please be patient with us whilst we sort this out. And final one, Mazza, Rage, Sicaro. Yeah, oh yeah, Mazza, I know Maz. Maz, I love Maz. Who are your top five wrestlers growing up? Growing up? Uh, can, I, can, I, can I do like a double barrel answer to that? Like top five growing up and top five now? Yeah. Okay. So growing up, say so The Rock is up there. Like The Rock, I, I still get mesmerised by The Rock. All the time. I know he's not like a wrestler, wrestler, but when he talks, you listen. Everyone listens when The Rock talks. Everyone watches when The Rock's wrestling. Um, the Rock. Um, I like Sting. Yeah. I like the idea of the face paint and like how he's like he's on his own against like the world. Well, well, John Cena. Obviously, John Cena's up there. There's three, got two more. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like, have that. Um, the whole yes movement for the build up from when he won the belt. And like, when he came in, he going, yes, yes. I loved the yes, yes, yes. Even at the start of it. And like, the, the years it took, he, he went to, like, he started shouting no. And he was tagging the chaos. He kept himself relevant. I loved that. 
and then when he brought the yes movement back and he won the belts and then he came back and won the IC title like I was got it he billions of best yes. wrestler like I've seen like so Daniel Bryan's up there he's a, he's and a big, he's a big moment wrestler because he's so over mm. yeah oh yeah brilliant. oh best I like, I'll, I'll get on to on me top five wrestlers currently um, I think well, I'm really struggling to think for number five. Me, it's come blank. <laughs> but, like, top five wrestlers now, I think the best wrestler in the world, and I might be biased saying this, is Will Ospreay. Yeah. No okay. one can compete with how intense he performs and how consistent he is. He's brilliant. Like, he, he did every tournament in New Japan this year, I think, or yeah. last year. And he come out, put him, he consistent of how good he is and how out of this world he is. Like, he's phenomenal. Like, he, oh my God, he's brilliant. Like, what he can do with such ease and such finesse and how he can tell a story. He's not just a spot monkey. He's, he can run these amazing spots and he can get the story across as well. And he's so physical when he wrestles. And... How he does that can sit so consistently and so intensely. He's untouchable. Yeah. Honestly, God, he's untouchable. He's the best wrestler in the world. I think I like old school Brian Danielson. I know it's not now. Like obviously Daniel Bryan, that Brian Danielson, the same person. But I've been watching a lot of his stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Moxley is up there as well. John oh, yeah, Moxley. I, I he's Moxley. really reinvented himself since leaving WWE. Um. He reminds me of like a very modern Bruiser Brody, and there hasn't been that in since Bruiser Brody for a while. Like the way he just comes out, and he he's like an enigma now. Like it's like, what's Boxer going to do next? Oh, what's he going <laughs> to do? And he's putting big physical. I love physical matches where they're just clobbering each other, and he's doing that with everybody, and I love it. Um, who else? Obviously, the the WWE rosters full to bringing up Pete Dunne, you've got Tony. They're smashing it, they're waving the flag for this country and they're doing well. They've brought British wrestling up. Um, and then you've got the likes of like Ridgeway, who's out in Japan doing his thing, like which is brilliant. So now he's like one of Noah's biggest guys. Mm-hmm. And when he comes back, he, he's work, like same again, like him, Pete, Dean, Will, Tony. They, they've, they've gone away to these faraway lands and they've come back. And the soul valuable to British wrestling now they're like pioneers towards British wrestling there's so many names like who've gone out and done that and brilliant so yeah top five like Will uh, Ridgeway Pete um, David Starr David Starr's up there as well like David <laughs> Starr like I'm not going to get into the union talk no but because um, I know it splits people but I think the way he can tell so like his matches with Jordan Devlin at OTT and the storytelling and the promos and stuff like that, brilliant. Like I, I, I'm captivated by it. I would recommend watching his match against Orange Cassidy for Beyond Wrestling. It's oh yeah, I've, I've seen that one. Yeah. I've really, I've, I've watched that one. Um, he, he, if, you, if you want to pummel, he, he, like, he batters him in order to get intensity out of him. Yeah, <laughs> which I love that story. I love the story. Like, okay, you got to piss him off because. 
know, I know Dicky Bear told me like the best wrestling is when someone's actually pissed off. Yes. And you've got to get the, the actual fire out of them kind of thing. Like that's real fire kind of thing, and you can't re- you can't replace real fire out of a person. So on, on David Starr brings a lot of people, and it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, they're like the best wrestlers at this moment. Uh, obviously, you got the WWE, but I can't speak for them because yeah. <laughs> they're they're smashing it at their own rate and they're brilliant. They do what they do. Obviously, WWE is the biggest brand in the world. They don't need my opinion to say that they're the best wrestlers in the world because they are. Cool. So thank you to all the Wrestle Island fans for sending in questions. Um, before we go, oh, yeah, do you want to you. promote your social media? So. Yeah, I let me. Um, I've, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. My uh, Twitter handle is at Klein underscore Connor. So that's C L Y N E underscore C O N O R. I'm on Instagram. And I'm Klein Connor. Spelled the same, but no underscore. So C L Y N E C O N O R. Please don't add my Facebook because that's my personal Facebook. Yeah. That's for friends and family and it says it on it and I need to stress that enough because I get about five friends across the week and I don't know these people I'm not being rude I just don't <laughs> want these people looking into my personal life because I don't I wouldn't want to look into someone's personal right. life if they don't want me to look into it um, but no yeah you got me to it have me snapchat have me snapchat give me snapchat okay <laughs> which is Connor Klein all one word and I'm going to can I, am I right to plug some shows before yeah. we leave? Yes. Um, okay, let me get me little me notes out. Okay, 16th of February, got the TNT Ignition. Yes, that's it. Dark match, VIP dark match. Buy VIP tickets. Come to me, come to RJ, go to J after. Buy tickets, message me. Come to me. Um, 16th of February, same day, we've got the Stockport Plaza. Uh, 23rd of February, we've got Wrestle Island. Uh, 7th of March, I'm, I'm on and out. So, there's my date for the upcoming events. Get down for the message me for tickets. I'll sort your tickets out. Jay After will love me for that. Um, so, yeah, please buy tickets. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I've, I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. So, so. Oh, we will. We will. We'll, we'll, we'll try and get the book. The boys back together as well for for one. Yeah, definitely. That was, that was fun last night. So. Okay, we'll, we'll call it a wrap today because I've just chatted you here off for an hour and six minutes. <laughs>